You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. I'm full strength in the house. G'day, Andy. Yeah, you're going, TK. You're going, Corby. Only four games this week, but. At least we get looked to we get a bit of a, a midweek break with the Origin on Wednesday. Definitely, I can't wait for that one. Corbs, g'day, mate. Welcome. Did you nearly forget your name at the start there? You, no, or you, that, you're just it. lagging. I tell you what it is because I'm, I'm using my <laughs> I'm using my work computer, so I've only got one screen. Usually, I've got a few screens because I use my desktop, and I just got yeah, thrown okay. out by something that Facebook <laughs> said to me. I'm like, oh, oh shit, my name is TK. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably got like 30 uh, trade options up in your a computer, your work computer, just ready to go. It's you, lagging. You know, it's most of the screens. I've got five screens. One <laughs> of them is just devoted to fantasy. Yeah, one of them is fantasy. Sorry, one of them is work and four of them are fantasy. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, boys. So four games to have a look at and wrap up, but the quality of the games weren't high, but you two went pretty well. Andy, tell me about your round. You've shot up the ranks. Yeah, so I started the round at 9,200 and... Uh, I think it was 60, and I've shot back up to 6,629, so not too bad. What went right for me, I had Walsh's captain scored 50-plus mm-hmm. and RTS scoring well. Really what went wrong was um, Drinkwater had a terrible score, and I probably should have made another trade to get someone in playing this week, but I just didn't want anyone else. In hindsight, I should have picked up uh, possibly Josh Hodgson, but the fact I didn't, I've got three trades left, so I, th- I wanted to bring in three guns. So I'm sort of happy with my decision, even though probably could have jumped some ranks this week, but I'll get them next week. You've got three, I've got four. Corbs has got five. <laughs> We're going to run out of trades. <laughs> yeah, we'll, have no, we'll have no show. <laughs> we'll It'll to... be the hypothetical if you had trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to limp into the finals. Corbs, you had a pretty good week as well, mate. Made some good ground up, mate. Yeah, I made a thousand spots. I'm sitting at about twelve hundred. Uh, there's only I was looking before. There's only fifty points to the thousand mark, and then one hundred and seventy to the five hundred mark. Yeah, um, one hundred seventy still a quite a bit. But yeah, my players were good. No one was outstanding. They all did their job, except probably Verrills. Like sixty six minutes for twenty eight. But I, I feel like uh, a lot of people got him. So it's probably I tooted the horn of Verrills. A lot. Um, he's had two sort of wet games as well, so I don't know if that's affected him. But he probably isn't going to get a start in my seventeen again from here on in anyway. Yeah, so, I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, he he was the only sort of one. Sj I thought might have um, did a little bit more, but then again, at one point he wasn't playing <laughs> today. So <laughs> what about he went I'll from take, the... I'll take his hundred and two. Is the the wacko whispers and a couple other blokes <laughs> got me very nervous before the game. <laughs> He recovered from the flu very quickly. He went from the flu to having a knee injury in like the space of half an hour. Yeah, it was a weird one. A very I, weird I th- one. I think that 170 that you said is a difference between you and 500. The fact that Cleary's out, the standard captain, I think it helps you because yeah, th- there is no clear, defined captain now. So it's all captain choice from here on end. And look, and it could be could be the advantage of 30 points a, a game from your captain choice, depending on who you choose. So yeah. with four weeks to go, never know, mate. Could totally, get there. Totally agree. It's going to be great who's 
captain choice is all big. I haven't had a best of run last couple of weeks. I've followed the Sharks' fortunes ever since I've wrapped them. <laughs> I think my, my team's fallen apart too as well. I'm still ranked pretty well at 268, but my score wasn't that good. It was 339. Got a few things Ooh. wrong just back in the Sharkies. So I might have to have a chat to Josh Hannay about changing a few things to help my fantasy team out. But it's going to be interesting now that Comp moves to Gold Coast as well. But, yeah, interesting time ahead, boys. Mm. Oh, no, very interesting. All right, boys, let's go to our uh, studs. How good is this bloke? Andy, why don't you kick us off? Who you got for your first stud? Uh, my one's just a – he's just a workhorse, hey. Um, Aiden Tolman. <laughs> Mate, no, I'll just stop you there. Have you ever picked someone that's not in your draft team? <laughs> oh, do you know why? No. Do you know why I don't? Because I have solid no, draft no, players. No, that's no, why. No, no. No, no, go on. He has been good. Sorry, go on. Nah, look, his last four games, 55, 54, 64, and 62. And he's, in a, he's like a very low cost of 607K. Like, he'd be, he'd be pretty good. And his ownership is only 0.5%. If I, if I had more than three trades... I would definitely look at possibly picking him up because he's probably outscoring a lot of mids who are who are uh, costing more than 600k. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very very good pod, but unfortunately for me, I don't have enough trades to get him in my team. But if anyone is out there who has five or more trades, um, yeah, it'd be a good little pickup. Especially if you if you're looking for that good little pot as well. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. One thing I have noticed from the sharks is our slow starts, and it's got to do with our softs. Woodsy and Tolman are not the best pair together, so I reckon moving forward, Hannah's gonna to have to split these two guys. It wouldn't surprise me if Toby moves up front, Talakai starts in the middle, because I think we just need a little bit more firepower. But I'll probably prefer. I think Tolman is the better player out of him and Woods. I just think that they have to split the two of them. Well, did you look at Hammond Ueli first bursting into the scene? As soon as he got on, he pumped. Obviously, you got Reese Walsh. He's running at his speed hump in yeah. Hammond Ueli's sort of stature, but dominated with our fresh legs. Yeah. Um, I think that yeah, will think- stay, though, because what happens is in 2019, him and Jack Williams paired really well off the bench, and they're doing it again right now. That's a real strength of the Sharks, the second rotation that comes through. So I don't think that's going to change, but you're right. How many Ueli, that post try celebration of the Rock, that was pretty <laughs> yeah, That was, that the, was best. the best. That was the best I've seen. How long's he? How long's he been back though? He's only been Two, back three weeks. Three weeks. He came back against the Cowboys. Yeah, so he's sort of starting to get his game match fitness and starting to hit his straps a little bit. What's his, his minutes are gone from fifteen twenty, only twenty four today as well. Mm. So he's hasn't got huge minutes. So you'd expect him to go nuts while he's on there, boys. You Whereas were... Tolly Tolly got seventy six minutes and he's doing sixty plus consistently. Yeah. So he did. I think at the start of the season he was only getting 30, 30 points. So then now they just realise, oh, this guy's got a he's a bloody energizer bunny. Just leave him on. Did... Whereas I would. Well, don't you wish Tay Malolo was getting those sort of minutes? <laughs> oh. I think Tom has got a big engine, but but did you notice the actual stats from the Sharks Warriors game? If you have a look at the top 15 scorers from fantasy, the Warriors have 12. Mm. You would have thought the Warriors won the game if you have a look at the stats. And they ran like for a couple hundred metres more than the Sharks today. It's just the Sharks just before half time, and then at the end with SJ just managed the game really, really well. But the Warriors were right in that game today. Well, there was an interview from uh, Jazz Tavanga after the game, and he was disappointed with all the Warriors players, and he ended up dropping an F-bomb oh, <laughs> on because he was just that frustrated of all the mistakes they were making. So, yeah, it, it's, they definitely did play better 
um, in my in my eyes. But yeah, just too many mistakes and drop balls and terrible uh, captain choices, captain yeah. challenge choices. So I think so as well. Yeah. They you, your boys escaped a, a loss today. I think. Yeah. Well, we're the best in the comp, so who knows? <laughs> Corbs, who you got as your stud? Uh, my stud. He was out of position this week, so I was a little bit inflated. Dylan Walker. Yeah. Uh, I've taken the Andy route here and um, talking up one of my draft players. Yeah, you're he, he giving me grief. <laughs> and then here you go right, right down the next play. You two are banned. Jesus. Um, trying, I know. You know what? Corbs has been putting it out there. Oh, I want to spice. I want to do trades. You're, to, you're trying to – because you know half the comp listens. You're trying uh, I've to already, – I've already been talking to, um, to Dave. Um, yeah, the out of position got a 65 at half, but – He's playing that role now, coming on to the middle. Um, what's he been getting? He got 50 minutes against the Dogs. Mm. Got his half hour before that, so he sort of worked his minutes up. <clears throat> but scoring really well in the middle. I think the, the new uh, way the game's played suits a middle forward like him, if you're going to call him a middle forward. Um, but it'd be interesting. His time there has been when Gerbe's been out. But then uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. The, uh, the weekly rub, good little pod that we listen to, they're talking that Gerbo might be managed a little bit when he comes back, so Walker might keep his role there. Yeah. Um, or Gerbo played a prop at Origin, so he, he could sort of, you know, it's a, a great pod in the centre position where we're always trying to chase, but then it can it could um, come back to bite you if Gerbo takes his spot and he's out like um, Avrilo with um, <laughs> with Lachlan Lewis back. You never the centre position; it's just torture. Yeah, I just well, got no idea where of, they're going to fit all the. Hang on, I've just got to get a battery for. My computer's about to die. Yeah, that's right. Me and Eddie will keep talking. Sorry, Eddie. Yeah, what I was saying, Phil, it's, it just really just puts another spanner in the works for, I guess with that loss, maybe Des might go back to some other players. But when Schuster comes back next week, I'm just so – like we mentioned it before, but when you've got Alloy coming back, you've got Gerbe coming Gerbe. back, you've got Schuster coming back, where the hell do they fit in the team? Zero. Especially against with, zero. And yeah, I don't think – yeah. <laughs> like sh- – Poor Hamoli and poor Carl Lawton because they're actually killing it on the edges. And what, what when they... Schuster comes back, does he go to the starting role? Does he go to the bench? It's it's very – I think he's a sell for me next week purely just because of fact because I think Manly are going so well at the moment without him. Yeah. Corpse, what was that nickname that you told me? That Was it a ghost or something? Yeah. It was, it's, I actually really did enjoy the uh, the weekly rubdown. Uh, I've never listened to the pod before, but they had a cracking one. And yeah, they'll call him the ghost, which is <laughs> who, who's name. who's the ghost? Sirenu, yeah, because Sirenu. you don't know oh. where he is or when he's coming back. Um, <laughs> he's torture. I've actually got him in draft, and I'm holding on to him to think. And I'm yeah, just don't know when he's coming back. He was supposed to come back around eight, I think. So it's been a long hold. Yeah, nice. Oh, I'm right. I'm enjoying the fact that you picked him up because I was thinking about it, but you got him. I'm like, ah, oh, bugger. Corbett's got him, and then he's been on the bench for about eight weeks for you. So. He'll yeah. come good finals time. I hope he comes back. You put him in. He scores 20 points. <laughs> All right, please. My start was Josh Jackson. Great game, 66 points. If anything happens to Huss this week, he's my next choice in, especially seeing that he's got a duel. He's just the heart and soul of that team. 56 tackles for only three misses, 99 metres gain. And when you're going to have scrappy games like that, especially coming up for the doggies, I think he's right up there. But, yeah, really impressed with him. But moving on now to the other side of things, boys. <laughs> Andy, dud time. Who you got? 
Uh, look, 211 people brought this bloke in, and he's also owned by 18.5% of people. So they were all let down with uh, his uh, fantasy score of seven points. It was Jason Saab. Yeah. Um, especially coming off the back of like, it was a 90-plus performance last week with Turbo. But it just goes to show that you can even tell with the way the men were playing. It's like they were playing to expect someone else to be there on the inside. Like they were playing as if there was, oh, oh, shit, oh, hang on, Turbo's not playing. And they just sort of stuffed up the place. And, yeah, Saab with the seven points, yeah, hurt a lot of owners. And I can imagine – I don't have him, but I was also burning when he scored 96, but I'm happy that he only scored seven for me. But, yeah, yeah he's my dad for this round. Nice. Well, boys, I'll just quickly jump in. My dad, and sometimes when you have good picks, you've also got to say your bad picks. Mine was Will Kennedy. He just didn't mm. – he just didn't have it. I've just got a feeling – Moylan being out has really, really hurt him because they've got a great combination and they just aren't doing the sweep play that was pretty much how he was setting up tries and how he was scoring tries. His run meters have just dropped off dramatically and the Sharks' offense has dropped off dramatically. They only scored 18 points last week, 20 points this week against two not great defensive teams. So it has hurt him. So I do apologize to anyone that I've put into Kennedy, but hold solid. I think he will turn form, especially if Moylan does come back. But, Corbs, moving to you. Who you got as your dub, mate? Uh, I went Cody Nicarima. I was actually considering this guy to bring in this week, and then I um, flipped and went Cody Walker after having a talk with you. Mm. But he's um, he was down by 25 uh, metres for his ad- average metres gained running. He was down nearly 70, nearly, oh, I don't know, 90 metres kick metres. Yep. And when he was paired with Sean O'Sullivan, I thought, he was going to dominate, but he, I feel like that foot injury hampered him today because he just kept passing the ball. He didn't take the line on nearly as much as he usually does. And that was probably one reason, just going back to what you were saying, that they did dominate quite a bit. I thought their forwards had pretty good go forward in parts, but mm. just when they went to finish, they were going to Sean O'Sullivan and he's a better footballer than me, but in NRL standard, he's... He's not quite um, up to the standard, I don't think, to win the team, uh, win the games for them. Yeah, Scott and Kane fancy though. I think Joey summed it up. Joey Johns on Channel Nine summed it up. He said he's a real good student of the game and he knows how to run the game, but he just doesn't have the physical attributes to actually execute it all. So yeah, okay. I was watching Ko. Okay. So you say me and Joey have got similar views? That's what Joey said. Joey said he. Knows I'd say him, I'd say similar. <laughs> Similar in something, but yeah, definitely not views. Similar snorkels. Pretty much. The, the only thing you've probably got in common is that you live up north near Newcastle. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing, mate. All right, boys, let's rip into a few player questions. First guy I want to have a look at is Jake Avarillo. Now, Corbs, you're smiling because you actually picked up Lachlan Lewis from the free agency, but that's just in our draft league. But let's have a look at classic mode and Jake Avarillo because he has come off the ball over the last couple of weeks with a dominant half next to him. 31 and 33 over the last couple of games. You know, we do do buy, hold, sell, and hold now. Let's just do one on this, Blake. What are you doing if you were an owner of this guy? Oh, I think yeah, if you've got the trades, it's whether you've got the trades for me. If you don't have the trades, you've got to hold. But mm. if you've got the trades, I'd be getting rid of him for somewhat because he's going to go down to about um, 650, I think. His break even was 69. So I'd be looking to get... Um, someone of a bit more quality or really just downsell 
to um to allow you to get some other big guns in the next two or three weeks. You sort of want to have your team set the next two or three, I would think. Yep. Uh, otherwise, you're sort of leaving it too late. Okay. Andy, thoughts on Avrilo? Yeah, it definitely does hurt him, doesn't it? Especially when you know Lewis, he's, he's only attacking players that oh, – insane, they did score two tries, but his main attacking player was just kicking the ball. He has a massive boot. And that was his go-to. So that definitely hurts Avrilo. Seeing the last couple of games, that's where he's actually made his call. Um, Avrilo did come on to the game as a six when he first started. And there was, there was, it was Flanagan, then Wakeham were the sevens, but then he's moved into that seven role. So it depends if he just sort of decides to run the ball instead. But in kicking the difference, Lewis had 415 kick metres, Avrilo 225 metres gained. Lewis had 49 and Avrilo only had 44. So I think they just did get smashed in that game. But um, I think they've got the Sharks next week who didn't look that good in defence, no, did the they, week, week uh, after against we, we the got, Warriors. So, we got Raiders next week, mate. Yeah. It, I'd say if you do have trades, possibly sell him because he is a player who you'll get, like you said, 650 and you can pick up a decent centre. Or maybe I think Best is coming back soon. Maybe you could go straight to a... Uh, a solid center, but or maybe just maybe sell him and get someone 400, 500k, and then you can use the money for your, your keepers. But yeah, it doesn't look good for any Avrilo owner. And I'm um, unfortunate to those who bought him recently because <laughs> find someone for 700k and then for someone to just have all those points taken off him would definitely hurt. Yeah, I think I'm just going to agree with you boys. I think he, if you've got eight, I reckon, I reckon eight's the magic number. If you've got eight trades, you can sell him. Any number under that, you're just going to have to hold him. This will be a waste of trade because it, realistically, everyone's got a similar situation because top 5,000, 67% own Jake Avrilo. Top 100. 67. Top 185%, and he's 23 owned for the whole competition. So like Corb said, he's going to be about a mid-650s. I think Matty Burden's going to have a great month ahead. I think with Luai and Cleary gone for it, like, like Corby mentioned, you've got to listen to this this weekly rub because they had NRL physio on and discussing it. Like we'll have a little discussion about it a little bit later, but the chances of Cleary coming through and being unscathed all the way through, realistically, he's predicting about six weeks away that he's going to come back. And even if it goes well, Cleary will get rested in that last round. So he's literally going to come back for two games. Maybe like, yeah, Burden's after the last game that they showed and they had no kicking game against Parramatta. And now Luai's out for a month. Burden will be back in the halves. So oh, it's almost guaranteed, isn't it? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's only if they um, if they do chalk up a few losses and need him there. But if they keep winning, you might not see him till week one of finals. Yeah. Like Brian said on this podcast, and like I said, go back and listen to it for yourself. Like for example, everyone was scared about Tommy Travojevic getting re-injured at the start of the year. His re-injury rate was only ten percent. Brian's put a thirty to sixty percent chance of Cleary coming back from this injury properly and the amount of restrictions on him coming forward. You're going to say that this, even if Cleary comes back, there's no way he gets anywhere near a 92 average. He'll be lucky to average 60, I reckon. Yeah, no, I agree. He, it was coming straight from the horse's mouth and he, he sort of backed it up with a bit of his um <clears throat> his physio sort of lingo. Yeah, that's, but, what, that's what I mean. Yeah, Bob, the percentages sort of, yeah. was a big one too. It was, it was pretty crazy. And, well, uh, he's, cur- he's currently owned by 33% of the people s- still. Yeah, that's, that's huge. It'll be interesting to see what the top 1,000, top 100 is still at now. But, yeah, like I said, 
I'm a self for that. I think you can go to Matty Burden or realistically, Jesse Ramiams is like something like 80 or 90K less, I think, from what they'll open up tomorrow. And he's just hitting pure base at the moment, which is a high 30s, mid 40s. If Jesse Ramiams starts scoring tries, he'll put some good points on. I'd rather have Ramiams in the run home than Avarillo, that's for sure. Jeezy looks dangerous with the ball, doesn't he? He's just a machine, and he'll start scoring tries eventually. All right, boys. Well, well, well another thing too, sorry, the the Queensland going up to the dry track, but it's going to be all dry track footy. We've had a lot of wet footy, and we usually do. That's going to only blow out the scores even more, but those outside backs and those edge players, that's something to consider as well. Like, it's a bit of a game changer, isn't it? It's, oh, it's huge. You, you can't do much point. about it when you've only got five, four, three trades left now, but. Another curveball to um, fantasy footy. Yeah, I think you make a good point. Maybe we should go back, analyse Magic Round for Tuesday and just see what actually happened and who carved up again. It, it's As a turbo owner, like you've seen him dominate the two origins, dry track, Latrell, Ado Car, those outside backs, it's going to be scary. Well, well, as from the last couple of games of origin, the New South Wales boys are doing well up there, so <laughs> maybe, maybe all the Sydney teams will dominate up there. That's definitely something. All right, boys, let's move on to Jason Tamulolo. It was great to see him back in a little bit of form. Scored a 68 at the against the Bunnies on uh, Friday night, which was good to see. <clears throat> I just wanted to get a projection from you, boys, because it is going to be interesting because he has scored a 51-60 and a 68. So he's back in form, and I both... I know you both bought him last week, so I just want to get your opinion. Corbs, you go first. Give me a projection for the rest of the season for an average for, for Jason Tamulato. I reckon he'll be hitting around that average of the 65. I reckon his base is 50. I don't reckon he'll be sort of hitting below that if he sort of keeps getting the 50-plus minutes. Mm. So he had 58 minutes. Like people talking about his minutes. I can't see him getting more than 60. 60 is good for him. Like... Well, that extra 10 is going to yeah. really blow him out. I don't know. He could get maybe an extra 5 or 10. But, yeah, I'm happy with the 60 minutes for him. And he just looks like now he's starting to find his feet a little bit more and starting to be a bit more agile at the line as opposed to just taking the standard Martin Lang straight hit up. Yeah. I think they've got so, no choice but doing 60 because it's 30 and then he gets 10 minutes before halftime, 10 minutes halftime, 10 minutes post half time so it's 30 30 30 it makes sense right yeah you oh, i suppose you could yeah you could try and give a little bit more time he he did go off and they uh well they're up 12 two when he went off well, yeah. yeah they scored four tries when he was off the field so <laughs> old toddy got reminded about that a fair bit but i, I think i think with lolo it, he did get boosted from a line break but when lolo's back to his best that's his standard play you know, like Lolo does them line break. He does them hard runs from – that's his that's his go-to. So when JT is back in form, yeah, he may get boosted for one game. You may see that as a bit of a, a – like a, a random um, stat. But with, when the JT is in form, that's his go-to stat. He just – he's a meter eater, like 300 meters a game. So I think, like you said, when the Rabbits – when he was off, the four tries they scored, he was taken off the field, surely um, – the coach is like, okay, maybe just leave him on for an extra five minutes or bring him on when we're struggling. And then he got taken off at 20, uh, 29 minutes and then put back on in like the 54th minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get him on the field. He's your best player. He's getting paid $1 million a season. You can't you yeah. can't protect a player who – you can't pay a player that much money and then take him off because you want to protect him. Don't pay that much money then. Mm. It's, it's frustrating. <laughs> 
what's your projection then for his rest uh, of the season? So with with, Le- with Lila, I think fifty five. Hey, I think he, I think he should be good because they're only I think they're only one win from the top eight. So the Cowboys have got a major push for the rest of the season. So I think JT will be more impactful. Um, hopefully you see him have more minutes. But even if he does get fifty eight, I'm looking for him at fifty five plus. So okay. uh, that's good for if everyone who picked him up at six hundred eleven k. He's got two tough games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's what he does. Fours revel in those tough games, especially the good ones. I reckon I'm going to go a little bit lower than you guys. I reckon Andy, I'm closer to you than I am you, Corbs. I reckon 50 to 55, I reckon. The only reason why I say that is he's had an incredible amount of tackle breaks over the last three games. His stats are actually quite off, his base stats. When you have a look at what he's done over the last three games. So I was just having a look at what he did in 2020 and 19. So he averaged 61 fantasy points in both those seasons. In 2020, he averaged 31 tackles, 206 running meters, and three tackle breaks. Similar stats in 2019, 29 tackles, 196 meters, and 3.9 tackle breaks. He's currently over... Just, I just broke it down for the last three games because that's where he's hitting his form, right? So his form over the last three games is only 167 meters, 121 meters, and 188 meters. His tackles are 25, 33, and 25. So he's well off the mark in terms of what he needs to hit to hit his form from previous seasons. What's really boosting him at the moment is his tackle breaks was 6, 3, and 7 over the last three games, which gives him 5, which is well ahead of what he was doing as an average last year. The thing I did also notice was in round 14 and round 11 against... Uh, sorry, round 14 and round 11 against the Knights, he didn't score a single tackle break. So Corbs, you know, you just had him versing different harder teams coming up. There's no doubt that the, show, that the Cowboys played lesser teams over the last three weeks, and that's probably a big catalyst why you saw a big up in form. I just think that, like you boys, I think you picked him up at the right time. I just think if you pick him up this week, you've already missed the boat because he's kind of not really... I think he's been inflated by a couple of things that he's done on the field. And to kind of rely on that against harder teams, I don't think it's going to be there. Yeah, oh, well, I guess we'll see because, like, as you say, the last three weeks, he's uh, he's been back to his best by far and you'd, you'd be pretty happy if you got him two weeks ago or even as this yeah. week. Mm. But, yeah, the the Roosters who seem to be with Radley back in there, geez, he makes a difference. And then the Storm round 19 when they're supposedly supposed to get everyone back on deck, they'll be full strength. That will be uh, quite tough. But then they've got a couple. Then they've got Broncos, Titans, Tigers. So mm. then he could go on a good little run again. But, <clears throat> yeah, I think, like yeah. I'm saying maybe he'll get the – I reckon he'll still hit the close to 50s with the Sydney-Melbourne. But then I reckon he could go nuts in one of those other games. So he's not going to hit that, you know, 60, 65 in all games. But I reckon he will – he will score well next few weeks. Oh, I'm hoping to as an owner. <laughs> hey, hey, TK, um, I've got a question from one of the, the viewers here. Yep. Jaden Von Harden says, uh, if if Tamalolo had a Sharks jersey, would you, would you put him on your team? <laughs> nah, he couldn't make our team. He, he couldn't make our team. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, come on. Turn it up. Nah, he's a good bloke, Jaden. G'day, mate. All right, boys, let's move on. We're gibbering a little bit too much, 27 minutes in. Next one, Andy, you, wanted, you brought this one up. RTS had a crack of a game again from the wing. Mate, I was just talking to the Kiwi boys before we jumped on air, and they actually backed my decision, and I was surprised I actually said it. I reckon they should move RTS to lock. 
<laughs> no, look, I think what they're doing now, um, so he's playing on the wing, but he's not playing on the wing when they're on the line. He's reverting to that middle role in attack. Like, I'm not going to put him there for lock because he's going to get destroyed and he's going to get beaten up in defense and lose all his attacking flair. So he, he's playing on the wing on in defense, but in that attacking sort of in the, in the enemy's uh, opposition's 30 or 20, he's there in the middle and he's in the midst of it. So play, being that ball player. So with 74 fantasy points last week, 61 fantasy points this week, he's giving Reese Walsh a bit of a rest and, and still keeping Reese Walsh um, still fresh and attacked every now and then. So I think... I think he's a massive hold if you still have him. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure if he's a if he's a buy, but mate, with 74 fantasy points last week and 64 fantasy points this week, mate, he could be. Is he, is he in my team? And I reckon he's going to stay there for the rest of the season, <laughs> mainly because I have three trays left. But yeah, I'm I'm happy I've got him, and he's definitely a hold for me. And the other thing for him is that it, it's his last year at Warriors, so I think for the next five to six next se- like last season, he will put in 110% of every game from here on out because that's just the player he is and he will give worries his all. So I think if you have him, he's a massive hold. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think at 536K, there's just nothing better at the, on the market at that price. 100%. I think the only way you get rid of RTS is if you've got cash and then you upgrade to like a Ponga coming up. That's the only way I can see him coming out of the team. Corbs, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't mind him. Continuing the role he's got, I, th- I think he sort of almost is that playing the lock role in attack. He does come in and sniffing for the ball and take some hard carries and his footwork, it's just the best. I, I remember having a talk to um, big Georgie Rose and he said he loved the big fellas running. He hated when the the steppy guys come in because he would be on the wrong side of a highlights reel just them whipping around him. And RTS <laughs> would be the same. Like, how many times do you make people look stupid? He just, yeah, his footwork's nuts. I think hey, can we just say the... hi to your wife at the moment, Corbs? Oh, Lucy's Lucy. watching. <laughs> She's trolling she us said, again. Hey, Lucy. She said she was going to troll us again. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I think we'd quickly with the Warriors, I think, and it's probably going to might hurt us as well. If they don't move him to 13, just obviously just a left field decision. Like, realistically, RTS should be playing fullback and Walsh should be on the bench. Like, that is what is in the best interest of the Warriors. Like, Walsh is okay, but he's 18. Like, he makes a lot of errors out there. Today, both with attack and defense, I don't know how he's clocked up 50 fantasy points because he was terrible today. If you put uh, RTS in the same position as Walsh is for that Hamignuelli try, does that still happen? Yeah, or would he yeah. knock over anyone? I think at 115 kilos running, and he he, he was trying to do the people's elbow, he's going to smash <laughs> anyone. It would have been funnier if he picked Walsh up and then pre- pretended to punch <laughs> you. Done, done the RKO ball. <laughs> would have been way funnier. Oh. No, I, I think I think you are right, but I don't want that to happen because Walsh is in my fantasy and my draft. So when you've only got a handful of trades left, definitely don't want yeah, it to I happen. Know. But I, really, I do not want. If they want to make the finals, they're going to have to make a decision because I think RTS is the choice moving forward. Yeah, it is interesting. Look, to, uh, Andy pointed out before, there's a good tussle for the eight. There's a good tussle for top four, and there's still even a slight tussle for minor premiership. So I'm hoping that stays 
in place just to take away maybe the restings that we saw last year because there was just flat out top four minor premiership. It was all sorted two or three weeks before the comp ended. And I don't think I've seen that sort of so clear cut for a few years and that's probably what went towards that restings. Um, but yeah, if, you know, there's still a few weeks, a few games to play, but if it sort of is like that last year, unfortunately we'll see the restings again and that's got to come into play for who you choose in the next few weeks, I reckon. Definitely. Corbs, what I think, we've done about 32 minutes already, so we're nearly at the end. The questions on restings and the weekly rub, what we'll do, we'll put, we'll go into that, into, we'll go more thorough into that on Tuesday. You know, we can yeah. have a little bit more time and we can kind of finish yep. this off for everyone now. But the last guy I want to talk to you boys about was Josh Hodson. And Corbs, he, mm. he really impressed. Andy brought his name up about a month ago and we, we've been watching him and watching him and watching him. Last week, because I was nearly going to bring him in last week, but he, he just had Same a man. really bad game last week and I just got put off a little bit by him. But again, have we missed the boat on these round 17 players by not picking these guys up? <sighs> oh... I think so. Like it's it sort of hurts me from his luck. If any, if you only scored at least forty five or fifty, I would have got him. But his last five games, sixty four this round, thirty seven. But before that, sixty two, fifty nine, sixty three, with an ownership of only three point four nine percent, he's very low, and he's only he's only cost six hundred thirteen k. Uh, if I had more than three tra- <laughs> trades, I'd a hundred percent bring him in. But unfortunately, I'm looking to get Appy instead. But Geez, it's 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 very close. Like Appy will probably get rested next week, you'd say. But Hodro's just coming. He, he doesn't get. He comes from hooker role, and he's that ball playing hooker. And then he goes from that ball playing hooker to a ball playing lock, where he's got his hands on the ball all the time, and he looks dangerous. Especially again, because the Raiders are only one win out from one win out from top eight, or they in the top eight. Either way, they're they're in contention for that top eight spot. So I think. They have to start playing well, and Hodjo's playing 80 minutes. He's he will be a good pickup, especially with such a low ownership too. Yeah, the Raiders are ninth, and the Sharks are eighth, and they play next week, so it's a big game next Saturday. Don't the Dogs play the Sharks next week? No, no, Sharks play Canberra three o'clock Saturday. Uh, dogs play Roosters. No, oh, just, sorry, rabbits, 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 rabbits. Yeah. Sorry, Corbs. I don't know if you want to give your analysis on this because I know that you you might get snaked for the guy that you want out of free agency tomorrow morning. Yeah, no, that's all good. I'll. I'll choose the listeners over our um, draft. There, I, I think Starling will, because Sutton was injured. Dynamis Louis was injured. Yep. Tarpon is just too good off the bench at the moment. I think he's a real good impact player. I think Hodjo might start, but he'll only have a, a short sort of just a cheese sort of um, role in mm. taking the toughness out of the game to bring then Starling on yep. for a 60-minute game. <clears throat> And yeah, then he'll revert back to that uh, lock position because he's uh, he's been quite good. They've, they've lacked a little bit of ball playing with the loss of Georgia Williams, and Whiten's not the best. I think um, the uh, Hodgson is just a good game manager, and he can sort of even do it um, from that first um, first receiver. So yeah, I, I think that could be the way they go moving forward. And yeah, he's a the hooker role. It, Hooker was well sport for choice at the start of the year. Now it's a really tough one who to sort of nail down for the run home. He he's a good pod. I mean, there's you know Appy's been named. Um, yeah, Grant and Cheese are there as well, but who knows what's happening with their rotation? But he's a good one. He seems to have the eighty minutes now, and if he goes into that 
lock roll, he could even chalk up a few more points. Mm, I liked him there. And I thought Tommy, the biggest impact in that game on Friday was when Tommy Starling came on the field and scored that try. He was He's huge. such an attacking hooker. I just think, yeah, like, like you mentioned, like him moving to lock, him being able to separate the two halves a little bit and just give a little bit more punch up the middle of the ruck, I liked it. I think it's going to work very well for him moving forward. Well, it gives that ball player a little bit more room out the back, sort of like the Radley. The yeah. Radley exactly really like helps Radley. the Roosters, and Hodgson probably is one step further in class above Radley ball playing. Probably um, similar to um, Robbie Farrar. You know, Robbie Farrar was always sort of a ball playing hooker. We always sort of tended to take control a bit more, and but he took a bit a bit off the the, the when half. Did he, but, when did he ever play out the back? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Farrar playing hooker. No, I'm talking about Hodgson playing first receiver. You fool. <laughs> oh right, for playing a bit of a ball playing role. And the thing is, he's a good defender too, Hodjo, and so is Tommy Starling. So they more than hold the the middle, and then you're gonna have Papa Lee back as well. So they'll go okay. I think that's a good strategy. Change it up, like they need something fresh. Uh, well, if Ricky's watching, he might. Um, he might. <laughs> he's a regular listener. He's a regular <laughs> listener. <laughs> Hope so, anyway. All right, boys, why don't we wrap it up with just maybe our trade targets for this week. Corpse, why don't you kick us off? Who are the guys that you're targeting to bring in? Fafita's definitely in, and he'll be fresh, so yeah, that's a very win. very fresh. Who are you trading um, uh Probably CHN and probably Schuster for Haas as well. I'm okay. bringing in two big ones. They've got about 550 in the bank. Schuster's an interesting one. If Schuster is playing or is named in a spot that I like, then I've also got the option of punting Watson or Croker. Okay. But Schuster's probably – Schuster or Watson, actually. I'm leaving Croker. Lockie Croker's been real good for me. Well, I'm pretty much the same. I'm going Peachy to Fafita and then CHN to Haas. But it feels good, hasn't it? Because we both held so much money on the sidelines this week. But how good does it feel when you punt average players and you bring in premium guys? Like, I've never had Haas <laughs> in my whole – this is the first year I've played Classic, and I've never had him in draft. And that's the same as Fafita. I've had him once in draft, but it feels so good. I, I can't believe what it's going to feel like to have these two guys on my team. <laughs> It'll be Christmas in July for TK. The other, the other thing I think I've already played around with mine, I should be good, but I'm pretty much banking on Teddy and Turbo to be rested. Uh, I don't think any other injury, uh, injury, any other blokes should be rested in origin that will affect me, but um, DC is one. I think he'll play. But, yeah, I, I see Turbo and Teddy for sure, getting rested. Mm. The other guy that I think might be for me, probably Mitchell Moses. Like, after a big game on Wednesday, it's going to be hard for him to back up on the Friday, especially when they've got young Arthur that they can bring up there and just pop in there. Parramatta, a fair bit ahead of the pack as well. So I think if they can probably give him one week off, considering it's going to be the biggest game of his life, I think you wouldn't surprise me if that's going to happen as well. Yeah. But, Andy. But with with them, they're only one win clear of the top four. So in saying that, oh, sorry, they'll probably get the buy points after this. So they're two yeah, wins. another two points. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, they might. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him play because I'd, I'd like to see him bring his sort of confidence to um, to NRL level. But with me, what? Huh? What if they, if lose, they lose, fuck, leave him out. <laughs> Put him out for two more games. <laughs> no, my um, my trades this week got already brought in for feeder this week because I knew that he'd be um, he'd be playing. I mean, he'd be playing the wouldn't be playing Origins. He'd be fully rested. Uh, but my trades will probably be Brandon Smith to Hass or either Hines to Hass 
Um, just to get Hass in, I know Hass probably won't get rested. He's just a just a weapon. I don't know. He's just so young. He doesn't need. He needs a couple of days and he'd be sweet. So, and, and he's back to form. Who, uh, and, who's your other mids, Andy? Uh, Papali'i. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's got the jewel. Yeah, some other mids are Papali'i, Jackson, uh, Tamalolo, yep, and Jackson. Okay, so you got some some solid mids. Yeah, who's so your I other think... hookers? Can you afford to? Because you still got Bradley, don't you? No, no, I sold oh, Bradley. Okay, because yeah, I was going to say, finally. I wouldn't be selling cheese. Cheese would outscore Haas, I reckon. Well, I probably might, for this for next round, I might just go either the the Schuster, actually, I might just do the Schuster to Haas because I've got a bit of money in the bank. Uh, and then I'm thinking I might back you up, Corbs, with, with um, I don't know, do you reckon Teddy's run home would be, he's just been like, we can dissect, up, dissect this off, off air, but... Oh, yeah, I reckon hold cheese as well. From the watch, listening to the the rub down the physio, I think cheese is going to get plenty of footy, and so is Hines and Grant and um, Pappy are going to be minimally used, and that hurts me as their first and second pick in my draft. Yeah, Pappy and Grant. But yeah, that's, that was great. So if you didn't hear what we said, the weekly rub they had the annual physio on. It went for about an hour and a half just on all injuries they covered. So prerequisite before you listen to us on Tuesday is to listen to this. They cover Cleary, Turbo, Reed Marnie, Tohu Harris, Kalen Ponga, Ryan Puppenhausen, Tyson Frizzell, Bradman Best. And then we'll go into detail about who would we sell out of these guys, restings coming up, all sorts of things. We'll go into details, won't we, Corbs, on Tuesday. Yeah, done. All right, gents, great show. Good to see you both, and well done on great rounds too, boys. Good to see you both smashing up and... Smashing up those ranks. I think you guys are going to have I'm some, hoping, good, some good... I'm pushing for season. top five. Top five. Top, we'll top five. <laughs> top 5,000, not 500. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, ladies good. and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Andy, Josh, I'll see you both on Tuesday. All right, see, see you later. Guys. Catch ya.